Welcome to Moments of Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments of Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now, today is our last episode in our Life of Christ series, and we are continuing our study from our last episode, which takes us over to Mark chapter 3. And if you have your Bibles, let's open them up together. And if you can't grab your Bible, just listen as I read. Mark chapter 3, starting in verse 1, And Jesus entered the synagogue again. And a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. Now, they is a reference to the Pharisees and Sanhedrin, who were following Jesus and his disciples from chapter 2. Now, remember, they are trying to find something that they can pin on Jesus in order to get rid of him. Look with me at verse 3. And Jesus said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. Now, something I find so interesting here is that the Pharisees seemed like they were trying to act like they weren't following Jesus. You know, maybe they won't notice us, even though they're calling him out for sinning on the way. But it was completely obvious that they were there. Now, how would you feel if someone was walking around behind you all day acting in place of the Holy Spirit to tell you what they believe you have done wrong and what they don't like? You know, it would not be very comfortable at all. Now, Jesus asks a question here in verse 3, and he's asking it to the Pharisees. He says, is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil? to save life, or to kill. And notice the Pharisees said nothing. They refused to acknowledge what is right and what is just because their own law that they had created had made it impossible to do even good things on the Sabbath day because the action of doing something was defined to them as work. Now notice Jesus' reaction. He was angry. And now, just to clarify, this is not sinful anger. The Bible calls this righteous indignation when we are angry at things that God is angry at. For instance, when we are angry at our sin or a sin pattern that keeps coming up in our lives, this is righteous anger. When we are angry at injustice, This is righteous anger. And here, Jesus is frustrated that the people who are supposed to be lovingly helping other people are instead identifying that healing someone of their painful infirmities could be a sin only because it could be work. Now, something to make note of here in verse 5 is how did Jesus heal the man? He didn't give an incantation, you know, he didn't wave his hand around, he didn't even speak to the man's hand. Through the power of God, the man was healed once he stretched out his hand. So I'm perplexed as to how the Pharisees could have even identified this as being work at all. 
Now, it just goes to show you that evil that was in their hearts, how deep that was. The evil that they had towards Jesus. And how did the Pharisees react? Look with me at verse 6. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Now, they wanted Jesus dead, but not because he does good things, but because he does not obey their authority and instead obeys God's. Now, let me clarify something. The Sabbath was for the Jews. It did not always exist. It was established under the Old Covenant when the Jews were given the Ten Commandments. Now, Jesus, in his teachings throughout the Gospels, reiterated the importance of nine of the Ten Commandments. And the one that you will not see him teaching about the importance of abiding to is the Sabbath. And why is that? Well, because again, the Sabbath was for the Jews specifically. The Mosaic Law gave a structured law-based system to keep the Jews in line with what God was teaching them. Now, Jesus brought the new covenant through the shedding of his blood on the cross. Those who are gospel believers who have chosen to take Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior have freedom in their decision-making. And instead of having specific laws to follow so strictly, we have the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. So for Christians, we don't have the Sabbath. So what do we do instead? Well, we still identify that God rested from his work on the seventh day of creation. And we still recognize the importance of taking one day a week to put into gathering with other Christians to worship God. Now, the first Christian churches in the New Testament met on Sundays to worship. And they met on Sunday because Sunday was the day of the week that Jesus rose from the grave. And sometimes Christians refer to Sunday as the Christian Sabbath day, and it's kind of an easy way to put it. But we just need to remember that it does not hold the same kinds of ritualistic laws that the Pharisees had. And think about it this way. Instead of having something looming over your head with all of those laws that you needed to make sure that you were not going to break if you did something out of order, instead we have the privilege of worship and growth in the Lord with a free and relaxed spirit which is why we should take joy in these opportunities to worship and to encourage other believers. Now, that being said, how do you make your day of worship important? Do you set aside the day to worship or do you only set aside a couple of hours? Now, these are important questions because we need to make some conscious choices and decisions on how we will worship the Lord and what really what that looks like, both inside and outside of the church. Now, however we spend our day, we should make sure that nothing distracts us from our focus on the Lord, that nothing pulls our thoughts into a worldly direction, but instead helps to support and uplift our communion with God. Now, I've heard many people, even authority figures and political figures, make a statement that Christians should keep their Christianity in the church. But that is not what Jesus said. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus tells gospel believers to Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, notice that Jesus doesn't tell us to go out to every church. He tells us to go into the world. Now, gospel believers do not attend church to practice Christianity. 
We go to church to be renewed in the Lord, to read scripture together, to encourage each other, to pray for each other, to confess our sins before the Lord, and to get ready to go back into the world and live out our Christianity. Our Christian Sabbaths are a day to rest from our work and to place our focus on our relationship with the Lord and to be strengthened to go back out and keep living our lives for Christ. So what is our takeaways today? Well, considering what Jesus did, even though the Pharisees were not very happy with him, I would say that we should always pursue good. You know, there is always an opportunity for us to do the right thing. And because the definitions for so many words have been changing over the years, including the word right, let me clarify that doing the right thing is making the moral choice according to God's law in the scriptures. Now, morality is shifting today, and the question of what is moral seems to move around a bit. This is another point of decision-making. What is your morality? Instead of choosing what I think is moral this week, it is better if we stand on God's moral law. His unwavering truths from the Scripture will always show us whether or not something is good or not. And then our second application is to stay true. Hold to the truth. Hold to the truth of God's word. Now, there are three different phrases that we see in the New Testament that essentially mean the same thing. Hold fast, stand fast, and stand firm. But just because someone says something is true does not mean that it is. We need to look at truth through the lens of Scripture. What God says is true is what is true. Now, consider these two applications today and think about how these might change your weekly time of worship with the Lord. Now, if you want a verse to meditate on today, go back to Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And this is a great verse to meditate on and memorize. All gospel believers are called upon to tell the world about Jesus. Let me pray for you today. Lord God and Heavenly Father, I pray for the listeners today that they would go out and pursue doing good things. I pray, Lord, that they would be interested and that they would be ready to help, to encourage and to strengthen others and to do what good things that God lays on their heart to do. I pray, Lord, for them today that as they think about their Sabbath day up and coming, Lord, that they would take that time seriously. Lord, that they would even think consciously about how they can make it important. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to understand what we should be doing with our Sabbath days. How can we be honoring you through it? And how can we not get distracted and let our minds wander on to other things? Lord, let it be an important time of renewal and worship with you. I pray, Lord, for the listeners today that you would encourage them, strengthen them in their spiritual walk with you. And I pray, Lord, that you would help them with confidence and strength as they face the obstacles in their life. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. We have barely entered into gospel books, and there is so much more that we can learn from this time that Jesus was on the earth. So we are going to come back and continue this study in a future series, so watch out for that. Our next series is going to be called Love One Another. And did you know that there are verses in the Bible that describe how we should love and care for each other? We're going to be digging in deep to better understand what that looks like in our next episode of Moments in Truth. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with GT Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. 
We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. You can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry.